It was the first summer of the bead program. Where are the beads? One camper shouted during the morning announcements at camp. You see, I had forgotten to pack the beads in the cart we took to camp, and since we took a boat daily to get to an island, I couldn't just walk to the office to get them. When I informed the campers and staff of my mistake, there was a collective sigh of disappointment. That's when I knew this rewards and recognition program would become a tradition. Welcome to the Summer Camp Pro Podcast. Welcome to the Summer Camp Pro Podcast. Camper rewards and recognition systems come in all shapes and sizes. From the recognition sticks at Forest Lake Camp in New York to the merits system at Camp Olympia in Texas. The Scouts program... Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts are masters at rewarding and recognizing their members for learning a skill or accomplishing a task. Earning badges and patches and pins is at the core of the scouting program, and camps can learn a lot from them. Now, maybe you run a rewards and recognition system currently, or maybe you're thinking about starting one. But before you start or expand your program, before you decide if your campers will earn beads, patches, buttons, tokens, gold stars, whatever, you first need to decide the purpose of your program. It's important to have a clear mission for your rewards and recognition program. Why are you doing it, right? So while these programs usually involve rewarding and recognizing staff as well, I want to just focus on campers for this episode. So number one, recognizing and rewarding campers for the number of years or weeks a camper has attended camp. Now with this type of program, there are milestones. You could reward a camper for each year attended or each three years or five years. This helps create loyalty and is a great introduction into a recognition program. Rewards can range from certificates to canoe paddles, from t-shirts to blankets. The second one is rewarding campers for accomplishments. Now with this type of program, your campers are recognized and rewarded for accomplishing certain tasks. Examples might include catching a fish during the fishing program, showing a certain level of proficiency in archery or sailing or photography, ringing the bell at the top of the rock climbing wall on the most difficult route, finding the treasure during a hunt. You get the idea. Number three, recognizing campers for positive traits. Now, here we are recognizing campers for things like positive attitude, camp spirit, sharing, respect, friendship, uh, cooperation, etc., etc. Basically reinforcing the type of behavior we all want to see in our campers. Number four, excelling at an area of camp where proficiency is subjective. Now it's difficult to create specific criteria for earning a bead or badge in art because art is subjective. If you take photography as an example, you can recognize proficiency through knowledge. The camper exhibits an understanding of what an f-stop is and when to adjust the shutter speed to get a specific effect. But 
that doesn't necessarily make them a good photographer. You still need to find a good subject in the right lighting at the right angle using the correct lens to get the best shot. So when an instructor is looking at photos the campers have taken and can only award, say, three campers the quote-unquote hot shot pin or award, it becomes a bit subjective. Other areas for this type of reward and recognition include nature, drama, teamwork, uh, leadership, and dance. Okay, number five, service. Perhaps you want to recognize campers for their service to camp or to others. For example, a group of campers create a bench for camp during their free time. You offer time and supplies for campers to write letters to the troops. You create a task force to clean up camp. A couple of older campers volunteer to help younger campers adjust to camp life. The list goes on. Number six, Camper of the Week Awards. Here's another recognition program that is subjective, and that is one reason I don't usually like it. When one or two campers are singled out as the quote-unquote best campers of the week, it tends to upset other campers, at least in my experience. However, if the director has a list of reasons why this camper is getting the the Camper of the Week award, I'm on board with that. For example, Rebecca has shown real camp spirit by always singing camp songs, volunteering to help with the camp carnival, sharing her lunch with others who forgot to bring food, and helping out during crafts. She made it to the top of the rock wall, caught a fish, made a two-story ferry house, and got the bullseye in archery. She has been to this camp every year for the last five years and has made some great suggestions on how we can improve camp. That's why Rebecca was chosen as the Camper of the Week. I don't know, maybe that girl should get Camper of the Summer. The other way I like to see Camper of the Week programs run is by having clear expectations of what it takes to get the award. So having a list of criteria posted shows campers exactly what they need to do in order to earn the award. Then it just becomes a matter of checking off the boxes. With this system, you're sure to have multiple campers of the week, but that would be a good thing in my book. If you decide to run your own program, you're bound to use a number of these ideas. Just make sure you and your staff and the campers understand what the rewards and recognition program is all about. To review, the purpose is to recognize campers for the number of years they have attended, or to celebrate accomplishments, or to reinforce positive behavior, or to recognize proficiency and skill, or to reward service, or a combination of these recognition purposes. Now that you have the how, let's talk about the what. What will campers be earning? Here's a short list of reward options. You, of course, have beads and certificates, and I've mentioned loyalty rewards like plaques, blankets, and canoe paddles. So what else is there? At the top of the show, I also mentioned walking sticks and merits. The walking sticks that Forest Lake Camp offers are carved sticks with the camper's name, wood burned on it, and notches for each summer completed. 
They also paint a colored stripe on the stick that represents the camper's color war team. And they burn images on the stick to reflect specific accomplishments and achievements. I will go ahead and link to their site in the show notes so you can read a bit more on this fantastic program. Now, at Camp Olympia in Texas, campers can earn merits. Merits are little red discs that are earned through positive behavior. The merits that are earned can be used to buy things at the camp store. In fact, campers cannot buy anything in the store with regular money, only with merits. Now, while Camp Olympia may be losing out on the chance to bring in a bit more money through their store, they are giving campers a powerful reason to show positive behavior. Campers can also save their merits or donate them to the camp's philanthropy club. Now, if you want to know more, I will link to their page as well. Other forms of camp currency I've seen as rewards include customized tokens, either wooden or metal, similar to the ones you find at an old arcade, and camp bucks, the size of dollar bills, which are printed in the office. I used to give out uh, moose bucks with a picture of a moose. Then you have your raffle tickets that are given on the spot as well for positive behavior. And raffles are done either daily or weekly, and winning campers can choose a prize from the treasure chest. Then there are group awards, like pizza parties and ice cream parties, or first one to enter the dining hall for dinner, special swim time, late night kitchen raids, etc. For teams that earn the most points. Of course, points are not only earned through competition, but also through individual and group achievement and positive behavior. Here's a few rewards that are not so common. Most of these would be for a camper that does something extraordinary. Uh, Spin the wheel of prizes. Throw the staff member of your choice in the lake. Choose an outfit for your counselor to wear on theme day. Face paint your counselor. Special desserts. Special staff photo signed by all the staff. A special photo with you and your group. Uh, Special bandanas. A special video of all the staff congratulating you. The chance to be in a staff skit. I would have liked that one. Behind the scenes tour of the camp office and other off-limit areas. A trip into town for ice cream with a program director and counselor and friend of your choice. The chance to wear a special necklace for the day that only one camper can wear. Uh, The possibilities are endless, really. Of course, there's also the topic of what exactly are we to reward, what behaviors, what skill sets, what achievements, etc. Now, I can go on all day with a list of ideas on this, but instead I'm just going to put a link to a post I wrote about the BEAD program in the show notes. It has a list of BEAD achievements, um, and yes, the post is a few years old. I want to update and do a new post because there are a lot of other achievements you can do and uh, I will get to work on that right away. Okay, I know what some of you are thinking. This is great and all, but how much time will this take and how much will it cost the camp to implement? Now those are important questions for sure. Let's first take a look at cost. 
implementing a program like this can be very inexpensive to very expensive. When I started the bead program at the day camp, I directed at the time I worked out that each camper would receive on average seven sets of beads. I say sets because if a camper earned a bead, I gave them two of that color, one for each side of the necklace. I mean, what can I say? I like balance and I like camp necklaces with lots of beads. It's so cool. So 14 beads purchased in bulk would run me roughly eight cents. A yard of one millimeter waxed cotton cord sold in 1,000 yard spools comes to around 14 cents. The tree cookie we use though, and you can use a leather name tag or something similar instead, but the tree cookie was around a dollar each if we buy them on Etsy or around 70 cents a piece if you purchase them from an online store like uh, Nature Watch. Personally, I like the Etsy store I go through because the wood cookies or wood discs are consistently round and I can choose the size of them and I know I'll get that size. Where I think if you buy them online from other places, from online stores, you'll get a mix um, of sizes and shapes. Now, if you have a property with a bunch of fallen branches, you could saw the branches into cookies yourself, which is what I did for the first couple of years. So around $1.25 per camper is what I spent after I stopped cutting my own wood cookies. Multiply that by the roughly 900 campers we served during the summer, along with the extra beads we always had left over, and we end up spending around $1,250 on this program for the campers. Now, I had a similar program for staff, and that's not included in that figure. Is it money well spent? Uh, you bet it is. But if you're simply planning to have a Camper of the Week program and the campers earn a certificate you print out, then your cost would be as low as the paper and ink you already have, making it virtually a no-cost program. On the other hand, if you decide to add plaques, uh, custom patches, t-shirts, and more, then the cost could become significantly higher than $1,250 for the summer. Or if you have a lot more kids, <laughs> um, it all depends on what you want to give as rewards. What about the time involved? Well, the B program I do takes a lot of time, no question. There's the tracking of camper attendance for the year recognition beads, the sorting of the beads themselves into the bead boxes that we use, the cutting of the cord for necklaces, writing the names on the tree cookies, having each staff person keep a list of campers and the beads they're supposed to get the next day, giving out the necklace each morning, collecting them each afternoon if you're a day camp, handing out the beads each morning, which is done in groups. Unless a camper earns a super ultra rare, then we give it out in front of the whole camp. Uh, then you've got the retying of each necklace after the beads have been added and occasionally replacing beads. Again, is it worth all the time it takes to run this program? Absolutely, 100%.
And this is probably the most time-heavy recognition and reward program there is. All the other programs I can think of would take up varying degrees of time, but I can't imagine any other reward and recognition program taking up the time that the bead program takes. Now, in a perfect world, I would hire one person to run this program, but it's not a perfect world. So it was a team effort to make sure the bead program continued week after week and summer after summer. Tips and tricks. Now, if you decide to start a bead recognition and rewards program or currently doing one, but it's not as smooth as you would like it to be, here are some tips and tricks I use that have served me well. Number one, recognize all your campers daily. If most of the campers are receiving some kind of recognition each day and a few are left out because they're quieter or aren't as well behaved, you're doing it wrong. Number two, refrain from having a bead or other token that is for quote unquote needs improvement. These programs are not meant to be negative in nature. I made a similar mistake the first year I ran the bead program by having a quote unquote participation bead uh, because I knew my counselors would have a hard time finding a bead to award certain campers that tended to misbehave all the time. Since I insisted that each camper get at least one bead each day, I figured I needed to have a go-to bead that any kid could get. Problem was, my staff started using that bead more than I intended. I didn't want campers to get four sets of the participation bead. So the following year, I did away with the, with the participation bead, added some new beads, and challenged my staff to give each of their campers a different set of beads each day. It totally worked. Number three, if you're at a day camp, collect the necklaces or bracelets, if that's what you do, at the end of each day. If you let campers take them home, they'll unintentionally forget to bring them back. Then the whole program is shot. Then each morning, hand them back out. On Friday, of course, the kids will take them home. Uh, number four, post in a prominent spot a list, I guess, or a poster of what each bead represents. Now, this is as much for the parents as it is for the campers. I like the parents to know what each bead represents. I also like to post the list on the camp website so parents and kids can refer to it after the week or session has ended. Number five, some camps use those chain necklaces, um, you know, the ones that usually come with dog tags. Now, while they're easier to take off and add beads to, I have heard from directors that they tend to break pretty frequently. I haven't tried this myself. And also, they're much more expensive than the cord. However, it is an option. Number six. I have beads in categories of common, rare, ultra rare, and super ultra rare. I learned this type of system from the workshop Beads and Nachos, inspiring great staffers and great campers, given by Brian Vital and Peter Vigent. Having these categories is great because there are certain beads that are very common, 
And if a camper gets a super ultra rare bead and we recognize them from the whole camp, it's very special for them. And it's not something that we give out lightly. I mean, they have to earn those beads. Okay, number seven, you must have complete staff buy-in for this program to work. In order to do that, have your staff participate in the program as well. Now allow them to earn any of the beads the campers can get as well as staff beads, having a, a list of beads that are specifically for staff that they can earn. Since the attached tree cookie is also their name tag, they'll have to wear them daily. And once they get some beads on there, especially the staff beads, they will wear them proudly. I want to point out one of the comments on the bead program post I wrote on my blog. It's by Opie, and she mentions how her son's Boy Scout troop also awarded beads with one very cool difference. They could trade up. For example, if a, a scout did one of the five-mile hikes, he would earn a bead. If he earned five of those beads, he could trade them in for the special hiking boot bead. This is not something I've tried out, but I love the idea. I hope you give a program like this real consideration. Yes, it takes time and it takes work and organization, but it's truly a game changer for camps that haven't tried it. If you have any questions on how I run my program, leave a comment either on the show notes page or on the Camp Bead program post and I will answer it. Announcements, announcements, announcements. Now, if you work at or own a day camp, I have started a Facebook group specifically for you. Go to Facebook and search for Day Camp Professionals and request to join the group. As soon as I see the request, I will accept it. The more Day Camp pros we have in the group, the better. Day camps are very different from resident camps in so many respects, and it was time to create a place for us to share ideas advice, and expertise. So join us. Now I'm going to start doing some interviews for the show. And if you know of anyone who would be great to interview, whether they are very successful directors or owners or thought leaders in the camping industry, go to the contact page on my site and let me know who they are. My website is summercamppro.com, where the pro stands for programming. And that's it. So thanks for listening. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And I will see y'all in the next episode.